0: Hello and welcome to your Actives Beyond the Byline podcast. I am Evy and this week we are discussing how the far right is growing, why more and more European countries are having far right governments and how the leftist parties can maintain their ground. On Saturday, we saw Italy's far-right leader, Giorgia Meloni, appearing at the Presidential Palace, where she was offered by President Sergio Mattarella the job to form Italy's next government. Meloni and her allies are declaring that they are ready to govern as quickly as possible, and Italy will be having the most right-wing administration since World War II and Mussolini. Meloni, who has to fill the shoes of Mario Draghi, has pledged to crack down on migrant boats, limit abortion rights, and oppose same-sex marriage and parenting. But Meloni is the most recent example of far-right ideas and governments prevailing in Europe. Some weeks ago, we had the success of Sweden's Democrats, and far-right parties have also entered governments in Austria, Finland, Estonia, Poland, and Hungary and analysts are wondering which country will follow next. Experts on the matter, such as Cas Mude, say that the rise of far-right parties is only part of the story. Of equal importance is the facilitating, mainstreaming, and the adoption of far-right positions by other parties. But why is the far-right gaining so much ground in European politics? And what can the leftist parties do to maintain their ground?
1: The far-right as such hasn't really risen much with respect to a couple of years ago. We see, however, that um, the issues far-right parties have, have been pushing have been increasingly been accepted by the mainstream and also by mainstream parties.
0: Dr. Moritz Meyers is an assistant professor of political sciences at the Radboud University in Nijmegen, Netherlands.
1: So in Italy, of course, we do see um, that there is a new far-right party on the rise. But if you compare most European countries, there is a steady electorate of 25% of the people uh, approximately that will vote for these issues. But what has really, really changed in the last few years, um, and also research has shown that, that mainstream parties have been um, um, co-opting these positions. So if they've been uh, really adopting issues by the far right, and and that is part of this broader process of mainstreaming of the far right, the far right ideas by other mainstream parties. So my argument would be that the rise of the far right would have never been possible if other political parties have, would have not adopted their ideas, started talking about their ideas uh, of the far right uh, and pushing that as well as the, the media that has been very much eager to talk about the, the far right and the rise of the far right, and maybe disproportionately so than uh, talking about other new uh, political developments.
0: And why are these ideas and positions popular? Uh, why are they shared and adopted by other parties?
1: What I would call them a, a nativism or nativist ideas. Uh, Kasmette has also used that uh, term a famous political scientist uh repeatedly and nativism really refers to this idea that everything that you consider to be non-native um is perceived as a threat so that could be economic um migrant workers but it could also be um cultural um or or societal and and nativism can 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 inform policy right so if you have an if a welfare policy that is infused with nativism you have what we often call welfare chauvinism hence this idea that well we want a welfare state we want social security but only for for our in-group and often that uh, what what um right parties mean is uh whites majority uh, not from a migration background so so those are the ideas we're talking about and well I think what we see is that um, what political parties do and say creates and I think we often forget that creates public opinion and public preferences right so of course if there were any forms of discontent among the population it would be harder to, to for these ideas to to, to gain ground but Um, We know that uh, from research that, and this is often what we call party queuing, um, if a party, uh, for instance, a party you like says something and says something repeatedly, then you are more likely to adopt that position, right? So um, if you hear certain issues and certain... Uh, topics, framed in a certain way repeatedly, repeatedly, people are going to believe that and people are going to adopt that.
0: That's a great point, Moritz, but do you also think voters are displeased at a certain level with the problems that they are called to face in their daily lives? There is the economic crisis now, the energy crisis as well. Do you think that this general sense of disappointment in governments to find better solutions for them leads them to turn to the far-right parties?
1: On the one hand, I think there are real uh, concerns. We we have economic crises. We have a housing crisis. Uh, so there are a lot of things that are not going well. But of course, if you go back in history, <laughs> we've always had crises, right? So so we can speak about demand and supply factors, right? And the demand would be the citizens. I do think there is perhaps a sense of discontent and 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 fear grounded in, in real problems, but it, it's also a steady supply of these ideas that really make people um, more likely to, to believe them uh, and hence uh, opening up and, or maybe even reducing the policy space to talk about those issues. But a big problem is is that the the, the conversation has changed, right? So the conversation is often about these cultural issues about uh, migration whereas perhaps the most relevant pressing issues to really solve um uh, people's uh, problems in uh, in their daily lives have nothing to do with migration but have to do with income inequality and have to do with um uh, getting a good house for, for a normal price, uh, and things like that, right? So um, it is, of course, a great um, success of the far right that everybody's talking about their issues. Um, but I think uh, the left, but also other mainstream parties on the right should really take the initiative to steer back the agenda to the problems that really matter.
0: You're listening to Your Actives Beyond the Byline podcast. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter on youractive.com slash newsletters. And if you want to expand your knowledge in other fields, you can listen to our tech podcast and our agri-food podcast. And if you have any comments or ideas, you can drop a line at podcasts at euroactive.com. It's evident that the leftist parties are feeling the dangers of the far-right gaining ground in European politics, with Alexis Tsipras, president of the leftist Syriza, the Greek opposition party, telling us during the European Forum of Left, Green and Progressive Forces held in Athens that the leftist movements have to collaborate and provide solutions. We are unfortunately seeing the ghosts of the past returning to our societies. Nationalism is on the rise due to economic but also geopolitical and security crisis. The far right is gaining strength, taking advantage of the inability of European governments to provide credible responses to the economic crisis, but also exploiting the anti-immigration rhetoric that was cultivated particularly during the refugee crisis. In this context, I believe that the left has a great responsibility to synchronize their analysis and action with the rapid pace of change. We have a great responsibility to evolve and provide credible answers to the existential problems of our time, Alexis Tsipras told us. And the emergency for a united left was highlighted by the president of the party of the European left, Heinz Birbaum, who told us at the European Forum that it's crucial for left positions to become hegemonic. The last elections in Italy, Sweden and France demonstrate this tendency very clearly. In Germany too, the far right is on the rise. The far right is conquering hegemonic positions. The best remedy against the rise of the far right would be a strong left with a convincing political agenda. Unfortunately, the left is rather weak. We must make every effort to change this situation. We need an intense political dialogue to come to common positions and joint activities while also recognizing and respecting political differences. We must do everything that left positions become hegemonic. And Moritz, coming back to you as a political analyst, is it possible? And if so, in which ways do you see the progressives and the leftist parties maintaining their ground?
1: Yes, I think it is possible. And I think left uh, wing parties should stand their ground on their issues. Research has also shown that um, what is the best political strategy for the left right now is to uh, stay true to their progressive ideals of uh, anti-racism, um, um, liberal position on migration, and especially also a left-wing economic agenda. So um, I th- what is I think is important is that the left keeps professing those ideas um, but if i but if I were to say what is the biggest problem um, if we say the the far right is the problem uh, what is the biggest problem and where is the solution it's probably we should look at the center right parties we should look at the parties like the moderates in Sweden or the VVD in the Netherlands who have um, really been um, very very instrumental in in pushing um, ideas that used to be really fringe and used to be, we would consider very extreme, um, have now made palatable for for, for a broader audience and uh, and um, thereby opening up uh, the political uh, space and room to maneuver for, for far-right parties.
0: And in the end, what matters most is society and democracy. How will these two be influenced by the far-right prevalence?
1: We see that um, far-right Populist parties have had a extremely uh, negative impact on the quality of democracy. What do I mean with that? Well, fi- studies have shown that if populist parties are in power, the the freedom of the press has been, um, and this is this is in a global perspective, right? So, freedom of the press has been come under strain. Minority issues have been Uh, targeted we see now in italy that uh, lgbtq rights uh, and and women's rights are are, are being tampered with also uh, we see that in the united states those are real effects right and those are effects that are not just about um, policy positions on migration but these are effects that also have institutional repercussions and if we think about cases like poland or hungary we see that What the far right can do is they can really disfigure democracy and they can um, uh, harm democracy in such a way that uh, Polish people do not have the same freedoms now as, as 10 years ago. We should all be very careful of that and also Uh, again, and I'm sounding almost like an old, (laughs) you know, uh, gramophone, but especially the center should be careful of that, to not open up the debate towards, hey, are these rights actually really so important? Because if we do that, um, we are diluting democracy. And because we know, we know from research, that what citizens see as democratic depends on which parties they support and what the parties are saying right so we if the if the left would say um, that is perfectly democratic candidate on the right would not be democratic left-wing citizens and voters would be more likely to believe that so democracy is not a stable thing that will that is fixed and unchanging forever no it's something that lives every day and it it lives also by our norms and we have to keep professing those norms. And if we stop doing that, we might find ourselves very quickly in a very different situation where we do not have the freedom to record a podcast like this, or or um, or to enjoy all the other civil liberties that, that we've enjoyed uh, in many countries since the, the Second World War.
0: Thank you, Moritz. I am Evi Chiori and this was your Active Spin the Byline Podcast. Visit Your Active for the latest news, and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on your favorite podcasting app. Thank you for listening.